Yo guys, so every week or every other week, still deciding on that, I'm going to have another version, call it a sub-channel, of the podcast where I spend 15 to 20 minutes just talking about what's on my mind that week regarding the markets, what's catching my eye, what I'm watching, you know, what to look for, anything that I think is interesting. Um, I think this might be a good way for me to get my voice out efficiently when I just want to like ramble on about stuff, so I'm still thinking of a name. Let me know if you like it and if you have any ideas for a name for this. Um, I think I'm going to have some fun with this. So uh, let me know. Email me at uh, yourmoneydewitt at gmail.com. And uh, let's let's see how this goes. All right, guys. Thank you. Welcome to Your Money with DeWitt Capital Management, a show about investing, the markets, life, and everything in between. David DeWitt Jr. and Sr. and Scott Frank will share what they've been reading and listening to and what the trends are in the market. All opinions expressed in the show are solely the opinions of Dave, Dave, and Scott or any guest on the show and do not reflect the opinions of DeWitt Capital Management. All content within the podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decision making. So five months ago, Keith Patrick Gill on his YouTube channel, Roaring Kitty, uh, put out a five-minute video on why he thought GameStop would be an epic opportunity. Um, and to be honest, when I first listened to it and watched it, I was like, okay, wow, all right. There are some things here that I didn't realize. I didn't realize that GameStop had all these new business model aspirations, becoming a culture hub for gaming. I didn't realize that... Um, I hadn't thought about the fact that they are the last standing pure play brick and mortar retailer, which does provide a form of scarcity. No competition in that particular channel. I didn't realize that discs were hanging in there and that 40% of all video game sales still were hard discs. I didn't even ever know that used sales was GameStop's largest free cash flow generator. And I also never realized or didn't know that GameStop had such massive short interest. So, in his five-minute video, he actually does make a fairly compelling case. I was personally surprised. Got me thinking, and now I'm actually kind of interested in what GameStop is up to. I previously just was under the assumption that they were a dead company walking, going to end up dying, going to end up being sent to the pink sheets. I don't necessarily don't believe that anymore. I think, obviously, these changes they're trying to make is a huge challenge, and it's going to require amazing execution and it will probably also require that uh, sales of discs continue to hold up fairly well and don't go digital as quickly as I guess people may have thought. The point here is more so that this guy Keith Patrick Gills also very prominent on their Reddit, the Reddit Wall Street Bulls thread. Um, it looks like he's been talking about GameStop for a while. He posts his positions, he advocates for the stock, and it looks like when he posted about his, you know, upwards of fifty, sixty thousand dollar option bet, which I think last I read was now worth sixteen million. By the way, um, yeah, he got people excited in a group that's three million people. Um, this whole Reddit group is kind of like a populist regime trying to stick it to the man. There's lots of uh, this, the man being institutional short sellers. And um, I, you see lots of posts about how this is great. This is transferring wealth to the to the average guy away from 
the institutional short seller and the hedge funds that have traditionally you know been the market manipulators and i believe so far they most certainly absolutely have transferred a crap ton of wealth from some of these short sellers in particular was it melvin uh steve cohen the owner of the mets 0.72 is was is down 15 percent from this he had to give a like a two billion dollar loan to melvin uh melvin trading to basically bail them out blew up that hedge fund like crazy um, and so wealth has transferred from the from from yes the the Wall Street the Wall Streeters to the average guy for now. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have crystallized some of those gains that they've got now, and some people haven't. Um, that's here nor there. But at this very moment, with GameStop where it is, yes, a lot of average people have paper gains that look pretty amazing, and I guess good for them. So how, here we are, and how has this come about? I mean, clearly COVID, stimulus, easy money, boredom, social media. Um, people are just bored sitting at home. They want something to do. Stocks have become, have become fascinating for so many people. Investing has been pretty easy recently. It seems like everything that you buy just might go up a lot the next day. And that is fun, and that's going to last at least while money is this easy, at least while people are still sitting at home looking for stuff to do, and at least while social media continues to talk about stocks, um, it's been the flavor of of the last several months, and um, probably will continue to continue to happen. Um, I know I've talked to some people that think this is ludicrous. It's illegal. It's terrible. It's. Um, <laughs> I mean, the more I've just been kind of reading up on this subject, the more I've kind of thought. Well, why is it illegal? I mean, this guy did a YouTube video where he talked about a stock he liked. Um, made a, at least I thought, a fairly compelling three-minute case as to why you know it's it could go up a lot. I mean, prominently the short interest. I mean, if you have a stock that's a hundred over a hundred percent short, I mean, remember when you short a stock, you have unlimited losses. I mean, if you short a stock at a dollar, and then that stock. Uh, well, remember, stocks can only go to zero, but they can go infinitely high. So uh, when you short a stock, you're borrowing the stock and selling it at a dollar. And then when you want to leave that position, you have to buy that stock back at whatever the going price is for that stock. And if that stock goes to, let's say, a million dollars, then you know on your $1 short, you now owe... Nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand and nine hundred ninety-nine have unlimited losses. It's super risky, um, and right now it's scary to be an institutional short seller and anything that's overly short because wow, you have a tribe of people that want to stick it to the man. This is insane. But is it like really an unethical? I mean, I've you know I surf around like the stock tweets and the twitters and of the world here and there. And people are always talking about stocks they like, giving the reasons why they like them. And they post, you know, what their personal position is. People do that all the time. Just because you're you're able to get hundreds of thousands, if not maybe millions of people on board with you to also like that stock and buy it, I mean, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. And further, um, there is no law that says stocks have to trade to some rational, fundamental level you know the uh, crazy stuff happens there's been massive crazy short squeezes 
over the years. Uh, Piggly Wiggly way back in the day. Uh, Volkswagen in 2008. Um, at one point, Volkswagen was the most expensive stock, was the most valuable company in the world. Um, so here we are. Uh, um, so I do believe that in the short term, and it, well, obviously the wealth has been transferred, and this has come about because of a perfect storm of boredom, stimulus money, COVID, memes, social media. I mean, you get the point. Now, if we talk about, again, to the manipulation side of things, I mean, yeah, it seems like manipulation. And I mean, yes, if you're, if you're, especially if you're using, I mean, if you are corralling a group of people to do something at the same time in order to make money, in order to manipulate something, that is manipulation. Um, there's lots of ways to think about manipulation. The stock market, I mean, the stock market, in one sense, you can think of it in a way where the stock market is constantly manipulated all the damn time because the stock market moves on a day-to-day, minute-to-minute basis on buying and selling pressure. So that is, I guess by definition, you're manip- the price is being manipulated by human activity. I mean, maybe I'm thinking about this wrong, but... So when you have manipulation on a bigger scale where it creates these very big outsized moves, it raises eyebrows. So but what's regulation going to do? I mean, this has been the most transparent manipulation ever. I mean, until a couple of days ago, anyone could join Wall Street bets and, uh, and, and participate in this, in this game. And again, in not a, uh, and this is what's happening to the stock market. Uh, Robinhood and no commission trading, um, getting younger people in the stock market you know, when they're starting off by buying Bitcoin or GameStop, this has become a game to them. Investing has become a game. It's very much gamified. Uh, what, like when you add money to your Robinhood account, you know, they splash confetti down. Woohoo, confetti. Uh, this is like a game. It's like your reward. Um, you've been rewarded for adding money. Um, it's becoming a, a game. And um, there's implications to this down the line. And you know, maybe there should be some regulation, maybe not. But in terms of, you know, when I see E-Trade, Schwab, and all the all the brokers basically say you cannot buy a stock today because of some big outsized moves. I mean, who are they really helping or hurting? I mean, that's a, it's a large discussion, a large, bigger discussion. Now, again, talking about manipulation, it's always happened, always happened. Uh, there is a YouTube video, I'll post this in the show notes, of Jim Cramer, well, like maybe 15 years ago, I'm not sure exactly when, but he's talking about how when he wants to get a stock to move, you know, he rings up Mr. New York Times or Mr. Wall Street Journal and, 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 and tells him to, to do an article uh, to foment or to drip fear and uncertainty about a stock, and he gets a stock to move, and he would get a stock to move that way. It happens all the time in the hedge fund world, and arguably that's way less transparent. That's way more shady. Um, that is spreading misleading information. I haven't seen anything misleading yet from this. Anyways, so remember in March when Bill Ackerman came on CNBC and was basically crying and saying that you should get out of the stock market? Um, He made a killing shorting the stock market on due to COVID. A killing. And he came on there crying. Later, I think, what, did he say something about he was really upset because his dad or something. I mean, come on, come on. People can see through this. It's it's what happens in this in this market. 
it's common that you'll see big um, institutional hedge fund investors come on the TV and talk about a stock they love. They'll talk up a stock, get the price to move, and the whole time that they'll be selling, you'll check the uh, the 13F, um, basically the document that um, institutional investors have to um, publish that shows their positions. You'll see that in the previous quarter. They were selling that stock the entire time they were talking it up. I mean, why would they talk something up that they're selling? They want the better price. At the end of the day, this is game. This game, trading, hedge funds, is about making money. It's about having positive returns. It's about making your investors happy. And now, on the retail side, it's about having fun. It's about making money, and it's about keeping yourself entertained day in day out. Uh, so here we are. Now, I mean, what like what does this mean? I mean, people text me and say, oh, should I buy AMC or GameStop? And I'm like, like, three weeks ago, did you think AMC or GameStop were lucrative companies that you should be buying? Uh, did you think that GameStop was going to change the world? Uh, was going to change the fabric of the, of the future of our existence? They were going to you know, make our lives better? They were going to innovate? I mean, I never, I don't think that. I still don't think that. I don't think AMC is gonna is going to be able to sell all of their movie theaters um, at a great price and then be able to turn to a streaming company or some some crazy thing like that. They're gonna struggle. I mean, they're probably. I think they're gonna go bankrupt. I mean, I don't see their I don't see them existing at least not in the the model that they do today. Um, so. What does this mean? I mean, the Reddit bros are saying things like uh, fundamentals don't matter. It's all about flow. What does that even mean, flow? Uh, I mean, people listening to this may have a better idea than me because I'm not. I haven't even. Um, I haven't dived that deep into this stuff, but I'm assuming they're talking about the flow of tweets into the stock or the flow of money that week or that day into a stock. Um, if, if, if you think or if anyone thinks that that's what's going to matter for investing from this day going forward more so than the fundamentals of a company that you're investing in, then I hate to break it to you, but that's just completely foolish. Um, I think in the short term, it's going to seem that way. It's going to seem that the only way you make money is not by investing in a company. Well, I shouldn't even use the word investing because that is just that is just so inappropriate in this in this instance um, it's going to seem that in the short term the only way that you make money is by purchasing your stock lottery ticket that is the flavor of the week and you might get lucky and make some money so I think in the short term yeah whatever's whatever stock last week got the most tweets yeah maybe maybe for a short period of time in this moment in time um, that will have a correlation to what is going to do well next week. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Now, I ask you, do you want to retire on time? And do you think that by doing this week in, week out, you're going to have consistent results and make so much money that you're going to be able to retire in five years? If you think so, you got some kahunas, my friend, but I don't. I personally think no effing way. I know I couldn't, and I don't think, and I and I don't think anyone um, will be able to. Now, 
like I said, this is going to it's going to feel your some people out there probably feel so invincible right now, like wow, I can do anything. I just follow what what these guys say on the Reddit board, what they do, and I'll just make so much money. Yeah, maybe this lasts for a year, maybe two years, maybe three years. There will be people that can retire sooner because of all this. But I'm telling you, by and large, please, uh, we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyways, so getting back to this whole fundamentals versus flow, what matters more going forward now? Uh, is the traditional trading model going to be change, the traditional investing model going to be changed is going to be, you're going to want to invest, again, terrible word for this, but you're going to invest. So if you're going to invest based on how many tweets the stock had last week, um, how long are you going to hold that for? You know, when do you stop? Who tells you to stop? Which guy on Reddit? How many people on Reddit tell you to stop? How are you going to know when to sell that? I mean, you see, it gets pretty tricky pretty fast. Now, now, let's say GameStop continues to close down stores. Their new strategies don't work very well. Um, you know, they're still on a pretty poor, pretty poor downward uh, trajectory. Now, in three years, is the stock still three hundred dollars? If the company is three years closer to being on the pink sheets, bankrupt. I mean, I don't need to answer that question for you, do I? Now. Who has a better chance of flirt? So video games is, video games are huge. It's it is the future. Any company that's innovating video gaming for the future, esports, this kind of stuff. Yes, I think there's a future there. Now, when GameStop hit four, I don't know what GameStop's at right now because it's going up and down fifty dollars every five minutes. But in five years, who has a better chance of flourishing and being around and being more influential and having a better future? Take-Two Interactive, Ubisoft, and Square Enix, these guys who actually create the video games that people are buying, whether digitally or on a disc, I would say they do. And guess what company is now more valuable than those? GameStop. GameStop is more valuable than Take-Two. Um, uh, so I don't need to really go on more on that, if you catch my drift. Now, me personally, this is not for me. I've uh, been texted about this. Like, should we be adding AMC, GameStop, some other companies I've never even heard of that are having their day in the sun? Uh, I just like I just want to ignore those texts, but I have to be responsible. But anyways, what do I like to do? I mean, I understand that like stocks have become really fun. It's been really fun. It's been a chance to make some money. People have made money, and that's great. Um, so here's what I would here's what I would say: If you want to dabble in the stock market in this way, in this gamified way, then do it. But do it in the same way that you dabble in sports betting. Compartmentalize the gaming aspect of stock trading into a separate storage bin in your brain. It is not investing, it is a game. Before you do any of that, obviously, look at your financial situation, understand it, and only use discretionary money that you absolutely do not need. Like, absolutely do not need. Now, it was hard for me to even say that, but I understand that it's really tempting right now, so 
just be careful on that. Now, me personally, not for me. Trying to find the next flavor of the week, meme stock, is not repeatable. It's just not. Um, so let's say you have your plan. Now this is what I like. This is what I do for me personally, and for um, some some clients who we find it perfectly suitable for, so on and so forth. You have your core retirement plan set up, a solid one. You're on track. That's your that's your boring engine that you don't even think about. But it's boring, and you want less boringness. But you know the boring is good for you, but it just isn't that satisfying day today. Okay, fine. My personal style, either take the time yourself to look into what is what what do you what do you like personally what do you think is going to be shaping our future and find companies that are involved in that um, research them go to the investor relations site of the company that you're interested in read the investor presentation do you like what you read maybe talk to some some people more on the know on this and get their opinion um, if you like if if you if you if you really think it's a good opportunity okay then you can buy some Become an owner, long-term owner. Want to keep it fun, interesting? Listen to the earnings calls every quarter. Watch the story unfold. Frame your expectations in your mind. Do they meet your expectations? Do they not? Um, so on and so forth. And um, have and have fun with it that way. That's being an investor. That is how you you should have fun in the stock market, in my opinion. Um, of course, again, this is after your plan and after and after you are situated in such a way where it is suitable for you to be doing this. And I can't say that I can't give you that advice because you need to talk to a financial advisor or someone or make sure you thoroughly vet your personal financial situation first. So basically, here's my point. If you're me, in my opinion, ignore the guys saying it's about the flow and not the fundamentals. It will, it will feel like that. It will feel like that for a little while. At the end of the day, though, a stock, which is a company, which is people working day in, day out to reach their goals, lives and dies by their ability to sustain profits over time and grow, not by the number of tweets about it in a week. We'll talk later. Thanks for listening. If you want a question highlighted on the show or have any comments or feedback, shoot us an email at yourmoneydoit at gmail.com. See you on the next one.